Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast. Myself, BJ, I got KG running with me tonight. And uh, depending on how things go, we might have some more guests, give or take, but we ain't promising nothing. What's up, KG? What's happening, BJ? How you feel? Man, I am really good right now that the Capitals are leading the Golden Knights 3 nothing. That's always great. Second second period, uh, seventeen fifty. It just started the second period. Um, man, I don't even know where to start with our podcast, but I'm, I'm gonna try to keep it in order. It's we got so much to touch on, but we're not gonna we're not gonna blow your heads up like I always said. We're gonna we're gonna keep it on track. Um, the first order of business. Last time we came to y'all, we had set up uh, the first ever out of bound um, NBA all time draft. Which was, if you didn't hear about it, let me tell you about it. What we did was we got six people. We had two special guests, and the pool was any NBA player from any era. Uh, we had six rounds rotating each round. So if you pick first in the first round, you would pick six in the second round. So that's how we did it. And the teams were built on NBA 2K and simulated. Everybody had a seven-game series. So probably which will go down as the most dominant team ever to be assembled for an out-of-bounds NBA 2K simulation draft. I mean, I don't – my team took the crown going through three rounds, one loss, 12-1. and one. I mean, it was just the ultimate team of chemistry, balance of power, rebounding. I mean, whatever you needed on that team, my team had it. And I – do you have, do you know I had to order my own trophy – like, it's not enough that I won the tournament. I had to order my own trophy. And uh, I'm going to take a picture of it and post it on Twitter, Instagram, our Facebook page. Um, you know what would be cool, KG? What's that? We get a couple of more couple more uh, listeners of the show and do it with some listeners. That would be great. But I, I, I want to know something. What's up, man? Does your shoulder hurt from patting yourself on the back that, that, that much? Now, I, what, I, what I've done is I found a way to de- detach it. <laughs> and I, what I do is I, I just detach it and I just, you know, pat myself on the back like a baby choking. Uh. Hey, Jim, you there? I see you. You, you there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. I'm just talking about how dominant that NBA uh, 2K sim, uh, team I put together was. Yeah, your breath stink. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, well, but wait, hold on. I may sound like I'm being bitter. I am. I, I, I want to make sure that's coming across that I am bitter. I was swept 4 0. Not, I mean, I put together a real solid team, a lot of legends, and I was swept 4 0. I'm not happy. I want to do over. I, I think we all thought we, I think everybody had a solid team. I, you know what? Y'all will probably run it again with just um, a different matchup. Like me and Kevin played the first round, just switched the uh, uh, the matchup around just to see what happens in that outcome. I mean, we, you know what? We can do that just to see because my man Gary felt like his team was going to be dominant. And then we all thought Junie had the, the unbeatable team. You're talking about his starting five was Jordan Magic, Julius Irvin. Ewing and Barkley. That was his starting five. All right. But I just want to recap before we move on to our next side. I just want to recap the championship team, the team I built. Wilt Chamberlain, LeBron, one of the greatest players to ever step on the floor. I had the big O at Power Forward, Oscar Robertson. Bob Pettit at Power Forward. I kind of reached with that one, but I felt like he was a good fit. Dwayne Wade is shooting guard. When I tell you those boys was running people out of the gym, man, it's an understatement. Off the bench, Pippen, 
Rodman, Clyde Drexler, Steve Nash, David Robinson, and Chris Mullins. Um, going into that to, <laughs> in, in the games, especially my first round game, my opponent had Anthony Hardaway, and I kind of already figured it was going to happen. And Steve Nash was getting back down and abusing the post. So if we were to redraft, I'm definitely going to think about that the next time. So, but um, it was very, it, hey man, all jokes aside, that was, it was extremely fun. It was, it was fun watching the games and we streamed the games. If you didn't, didn't see the game, we streamed them. We'll post a link to the, uh, my YouTube channel, all the games from every round, all seven, each, each round uh, live. Well, it was live and it was a blast, man. We, we definitely might take Jim's advice and maybe redo the seating and see if anybody can beat this legendary C line symbol. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hey, man, but let's get the show moving right. We, we, we touched on it. Um, before we get it, well, 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 let's keep let's keep the order of the show. Let's go NFL real quick. And, um, the ruling we haven't been on the air since the uh, national anthem protest of the so-called unanimous vote to make the players stand during the national anthem. I know Jim was furious about that. I'm gonna let Jim go, and I'm gonna let Mr. Energy bring that up because he always does. He always has the energy. I know both of these guys got a lot to say about the anthem protest. Uh, I'm gonna touch on it a little bit because I spoke on it uh, when our podcast was on Zcast. And uh, earlier on, when we switched to this platform, um, I didn't watch a lot of NFL last year. Uh, my team is the Buffalo Bills. They did make the playoffs, and I was excited. And I was fortunate enough to have some good friends come with me to Dave and & Buster's and watch the playoff game versus the Jaguars because I did want to see that. They had not made the playoffs since 1999. And uh, it was exciting for me to watch that and see that. But – there is a bigger picture and me and KG has gone back and forth about that the entire NFL season last year about the bigger picture about uh, the principle of why the kneeling is going on and why the NFL owners are fighting and they're almost like tone deaf and me and KG this is this is why that's why I love to do we can go back and forth and disagree, but we're telling each other, we're breaking it down, why we disagree, why we feel this way, why we're making points. And we can do this for a week on one subject. And I'll bring up another point here, come back with another, you know, we'll go back and forth with that. Uh, But I did not watch a lot of NFL last season because of how I thought they were treating Colin Kaepernick, uh, the backlash that the players were getting from kneeling. I didn't uh, didn't like that because uh, I, I just thought it was um, I, I'm looking for the right word. I don't think it was, I think it was purposely a, a campaign to smear the players and ignore the reason why they were kneeling in the first place. I think it's easy to say they were disrespecting the flag or the military. And um, I mean, if you really hold that flag in high regard, as much bloodshed as that flag has caused, and we're not even going to go into uh, black military uh, people coming home any year, uh, especially early on, 60s, 70s, 50s, getting lynched in their uniform. So save me about the the, the meaning of the flag and, and the military and all that stuff. But Jim, jump on the anthem protest. Tell me what you think about the anthem protest. And let me know if you're – I know you're a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, man. I know, you know, you that's your heart and soul. Are you going to watch the NFL this year? I think Jim jumped off for a yeah. second. I didn't take it, KG. Oh, there you go. He just hey, jumped Jim, back. Did you hear me uh, the last the last couple of minutes? I missed, like, the last about 10 seconds, I guess, 15. Okay, now, I was just putting you on. I was saying that, you know, I know how huge of a Pittsburgh Steelers fan you are and how excited, you know, for the NFL we are every year, getting Madden to play along and go with a franchise and stuff. Now, with the anthem protests and the decisions they made, how do you feel about the NFL at this point? Yeah, it's just, man, it's just really just irritating. 
I mean, first of all, how can you have a vote and don't even if you're one league, how you not had a uh uh NFLPA involved in it? You know, all these owners. I, you know, sometimes if wish somebody would just stand up and say, look, they're not protesting the flag. They protesting the treatment of people, minorities. Somebody just need to speak up and had a ball just to say, "Look, this is what they're they're fighting for," and 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 it's the platform to kind of do it on. They draw attention to it. Now, I think it's like one NFL team that said they're not going to find their players if they come out and kneel. And I figure most of them probably just stay in the locker room anyway, just to keep their protest on. And a lot of them just go come out the field because at the end of the day. This could be the last year they contracts, and they need to resign with another team next year, and they don't want to um, detract from making some money, you know, from now on. You know, at this point, I kind of wish the guys would kind of – it's enough money amongst all of them to start their own league <laughs> and just venture off. I guess the problem is finding a playing area, a field, to be able to get your sports on, you know, to be able to play and then be able to – uh, build teams. I mean, you probably have to start start with an eighteen roster, and you know, and just because the fans will come. You know, some people will stand by them. Some people won't. You know, I think it's just that some something better has to happen. It's at the end of the day, it's just all irritating. They're fighting for a good cause. Uh, I think all these owners, they don't care. All they care about is their bottom line. You know, and they talk like Jerry Jones, they're going to fire them, they're going to find them. They're not going to fire these people because they need these guys to make money. At the end of the day, that's his mansion. At the end of the day, that's his private jet. At the end of the day, that's his deal with Coca-Cola. So yeah, they talk a lot of trash, but the, but the players had the power, man. You know, and I wish all of them just stand up and like, look, this is what we believe. $89 million to charity is a good start, but we need more. People are still losing their lives for nothing. So I might be done with football. You know, much as I love my Steelers, it's going to be kind of hard. But, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you're sick of the sick, man. KG, take it away, man. Well, I mean, all I can do is piggyback off of what Jim said. And, yeah, it's about money. But to all those that think it's a, it's a disrespect to the military, it's a disrespect to the flag as a black man. And here's a personal story. I've been profiled because I fit the description walking out of my house of a car thief. I'm talking about seven, eight cars pulled up on me with guns drawn. Put me in handcuffs to question me about something. I'm like, I just walked out of my home to get on the bus to go to work. If I stole a car, do you think I would be riding the bus? It has never been about the anthem. It's never about the flag. It's never about the military. That's what, not what kneeling is for. You know what it's for? It's about Patrick Harmon, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Sandra Blaine, Anthony Hill, Samuel Dubois. Brendan Glenn, Freddie Gray, Natasha McKinney, Walter Scott, Christian Taylor, Michael Brown, Eric Garner, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, Yvette Smith, Rakia Boyd, Boyd, Sharice Francis, Sean Bell, Amadou Diallo. That's who it's about. Now, I've been holding on to this since we put the format together for today's show. And it angered me so much because so many people are saying, if you don't want to play, don't play. And then we got, I'm not even going to call them what I normally call them. We got 45 in office riling these folks up. That's a problem to me. You're supposed to bring the country together, dude, not bring us apart. You calling players SOBs because they're doing, they're, they're practicing their free speech. You don't like what I got to say on Mr. Hard to Handle 81 on Twitter. Come see me. But unless you walk a mile in a person of color shoes or a minority shoes and you see we go through, don't ever say that we disrespecting the flag. Don't ever say that we, 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 we disrespecting the anthem. Don't ever come at us like that. As the nephew, the son, my father fought for this country. 
My uncle fought for this country. My cousins fought for this country. Same thing when my uncle went away to the Korean War, World War I, all of that. He came back home as a second-class citizen. That's not fair. It's okay for me to go fight and die for this country, but I'm not, I'm not even f fully a man when I come home. That's what kneeling is about. That's what it's protesting. Hey, Kate. Will I watch the NFL? I don't know. I haven't even decided. I don't even know if I want to watch football. I don't know if I want my kids to watch football. I'm, I'm, I'm at the point right now, I, I'm ready to get rid of all of it. And I'm a diehard Redskin fan. I'm, I'm just, I'm angry with it all. Hey, I agree with you 100%. I'll take it to the next level. The hell, to hell with your anthem and to hell with your flag. Because that flag and that anthem doesn't stand for 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 what these people are that are complaining about the kneeling and the protesting. It stands for something totally different to them. And for I mean you see it you see pictures, old pictures of um squads and uh stuff overseas and, and at war and the, the black troops are separate from the white troops at war. It, that should tell you all and just like you said Kevin, you come home you served your country, and you can't even sit down where a white man sits to eat. That should tell you all you need to know about this country. So, to all the people that says it's disrespectful to the to the anthem, it's disrespectful to the flag. To hell with both of them, and that's coming from BJ. And I don't even know my Twitter handle, but you can. <laughs> You can come at me if you want to. That's how I feel. It, it really is. It's just this country for black people, people of minority. Um, the country was built on stolen land. The country was built on immigration. And now the, the very things that built that country is being attacked. Um, next thing, we'll go to something a little bit more upbeat. The NHL. We got the Las Vegas. Are they the Black Knights, Golden Knights? What are they? Golden Knights. Golden Nuggets. I, Golden Nuggets, hey. Black Knights, Black Black Sword, doesn't matter. Caps, caps and five. <laughs> hey. Oh, my goodness. Hey, now, you're talking to – now, we don't watch a lot of NHL, but besides right now, I've, I've watched every game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And when I tell you – this is exciting hockey right here. This is right now, right now, this is better than the NBA Finals. This is better than the NBA Finals right now. It's exciting. I mean, you can go through, you're watching this this Stanley Cup, and you can go through a four or five-minute period. It's just nonstop action. Nonstop action. Hey, hey, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, you know why it's more exciting than the NBA Finals? Your team is not in the finals. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> of course the Caps are. Your team is the Caps, so it makes sense. Hey, but you know what? We're going to get to that in a minute because we're going to get to the NBA Finals after we talk about the Caps a little bit more. The Caps right now, let me look at the score. They have 3 nothing. Three nothing with in the second. In the second. Okay, so uh, I don't want to jinx them. If they win this game, they go up three one. Gentlemen, if the Caps go up three one, did the Golden Knights have a chance at this point to win this series? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they do. They got a chance. If the Capitals go up three games to one, you still think they have a chance? Yes. I mean. <laughs> and, and this is based on not knowing who the Vegas Knights are. Only thing I know about the Knights is they got Mark Andre Fleury. So I'm assuming this is an expansion team. It is, and, and everybody had to supplement a player, and that's how they got Andre Fleury. So I, well, go ahead. Let, 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 let me let me put it. You know what I know about the Golden Knights? Their GM is George McPhee. Yes, George McPhee yes, built the Washington Capitals that you see playing right now. Sure did. So I don't put nothing past George McPhee. And George McPhee was our GM for what twenty some odd years. Yeah. The last time we went to the Stanley Cup Finals, he was that was his first year. Yeah, I don't put anything past Vegas right now. 
let me Cakes. tell you my let me tell you my opinion. The Capitals win tonight and go up three one on the Golden Knights. I call barbecue chicken, baby. The Golden Knights. I just think they they're young, and I I don't want to say they're young, but they're the first year first year expansion team. I think you know they were riding a wave of excitement. You know they they built a really good squad. But I just think Ovechkin, TJ Oshki, Backstrom, I think these guys are, they know this is probably their last opportunity to grab a cup. I don't know what the contracts and stuff look like for next season, but they are playing on another level right now. Ovechkin, Oshki on, on those lines up front. And then, oh, my goodness. Um, Kelly Smith. What's the goalie? Uh, Braden Hobie, and he is standing on his head. Man, he got—he's doing a, a heck of a job, man. Heck of a job. He got a lot of rebounds, kicking out, and and the Golden Knights seem like sometimes it seems like the Golden Knights have always has an extra player on the ice. As far as you know, it seems like they're always in their offensive zone. I don't know if that's the Capitals pulling back because they have a lead and they're playing a certain way. I would love to get somebody that knows a little bit more about hockey to come on here and talk about it. But, like, right now, I'm thinking – I haven't seen it, but I'm thinking the Caps are probably playing more defensively than attacking offensively to kind of, like, slow the Golden Knights down. But it's a, it's really exciting, and it looks like, barring some miracle, it's 3 nothing right now. I won't say anything. I want, I don't want to jinx it, so – you know, we'll just keep it at that. Three nothing, second period, eight eight minutes left, and uh, we'll see how it goes, man. It's really exciting to uh, to watch that. You know, they go to Vegas and then come back to Washington for Game Six. So we shall see. Um, the NBA Finals. We're going on to our next topic: the NBA Finals. Um, uh, and, and Jim, I said I was going to get to it. Um, I think if you're an NBA fan in general, whether your team is in the finals or not, this is a hard NBA finals to watch because, and I, I'm gonna say this, and we talked about it numerous times in our in our WhatsApp podcast chat about who the greatest player ever is, and there's so many things I put to how the greatest player is built because for me it's on and off the court. And I know what LeBron James' final record is. Um, but for me, he's inching over Jordan. And I say that on very, very thin ice because I watch Michael Jordan. I watch six finals. Um, I didn't watch basketball when he left the first time. That's how upset and mad I was. I didn't watch Houston tiptoe to the finals and, and beat a Jordanless NBA. Oh, here we go. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> here we go. But well, if you're, I watched those two years. I watched Hakeem destroy David Robinson. I watched him destroy Sinners. I watched him destroy Pat. I watched him beat a young Shaquille O'Neal. I watched those things. They earned those titles. And he would have destroyed Luke Longley, but nobody has an answer for Michael and Scotty. He would have just. He if you're saying he would. He was destroying David Robinson. Just imagine what he would have done to Luke Longley and Bill Winnington. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, I understand. Yeah, I understand. But it's but well, we, we're not even going to talk about that. We we're, we're going to focus on the finals at hand. The Cavaliers being out two nothing. If you're an NBA fan, this is hard to watch because you're watching a guy have to average fifty points. For his team to even have a to not win, not average fifty points and win, but score fifty points and have ten to fifteen assists and ten to fifteen rebounds for his team to have a chance just to win the game. What do y'all think? I mean, are are we watching the same finals, Jim? What what are you watching? What do you think about LeBron and the Cavaliers and going against? KD and these Warriors, and and, and and in case you don't know, and, and I just want to let y'all know where I stand with KD and the Warriors. I really think it was a um, a snake move. Like you going to a team that won a championship, like 
I, I actually, I, I guess you gotta, you have to experience things. I thought LeBron moved to Miami was a snake move, but they were building something. They hadn't won a championship, you know, before that. You know, they won. I think it was four or five years before that when uh when they had shot, but he they were going to try to win a championship. This team won a championship, and this man ran as fast as he could to get over there, almost like he was running from a challenge. He didn't want the the to be on Oklahoma City and have to deal with the Warriors and the the Spurs and stuff like that. I, I ain't gonna even go to that. Jim, what you think about the finals? See, all right, let me say. Let me say this. I think he was running away from Westbrook. So, but it's in the finals, it's just after the first game, and I woke up and I was like, man, the um the Warriors beat. And then I did a double look and I was like, oh, they beat him in overtime. So I was like, oh yeah, Cleveland got a chance. You know, they they actually can beat these guys. And then game two happened. It's it's just it just uh, – I don't know what LeBron – he must be feeling frustrated. He, like, the lack of firepower they have. Their bitch is horrible. Jordan Clarkson can't hit a shot. Um, Neither can Jeff Green or Kyle Corbin, for that matter. Exactly. Right the hood is riding the pine. I mean, the only person getting playing time is Larry Nance, and he's your rebounder and shot blocker, and your donkey off alley-oops. I mean, it was one play where he, where LeBron, cut, I think, got down the middle, dished it out to an open green, and green missed the shot. And the expression on LeBron's face was like, ah. And he just kind of walked down court like, damn. Like, what more can he do? They, they, I mean, even JaVale McGee was getting off. I, it's nothing they can do. Except for have Love drop 30 and J.R. Smith drop 25, and that's not going to happen. You might get 30 from Love, but you're not going to get 25 from J.R. Smith. It's just too much too much of everything for the Cavs to handle. I mean, Sean Livingston posting up guys, just turning around, shooting over top of them. And who's checking KD? It's, I kind of feel bad for him, but I guess it is what it is, man. KG? Well, number one, I you know I picked the Cavs Warriors final when we did our midseason report, so I'm I'm on point on on par with that. But I thought it would be a totally different Cavs team going into this. And before the series started, I said LeBron would actually have to average between fifty and fifty five to really keep up. I saw a time when Jordan averaged 41 against the Suns in 93, but he had a better supporting case. LeBron has minimal to no help. I'm not even going to say really no help because Jeff Green could be doing more. I don't know what's going on there. But, and I, I looked back at my Facebook memories. I made the same status a year ago yesterday. LeBron has no help. And here we are, 365 days later, and we're still saying the same thing. LeBron has no help. Hey, hey fellas, out of bound breaking news. Cap just scored again. Man, I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, man, the capsule, the cap, Washington Capitals are on a different gear. They don't want to, I think, I, I really think that they can taste it. And I think if they go up 3 1, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a kill shot. Vegas might get the one in Vegas, which will make it even sweeter for the Capitals to come back here and finish it off. I don't even know if Vegas gets the one in Vegas. That's how good I think the Capitals are playing. Uh. I, I really don't. I really I, they they're they're on a different level of playing right now, and you can see it. Um, just watching it, it it's just a, it's just perfect harmony of hockey. And I don't even watch hockey, and I can you can just see it. But KG, finish your thoughts on the uh, the finals and, and LeBron and the crew. Only way that I see the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I, I got a small vested interest in the Cavaliers winning this series because if the Cavaliers win this series, they win a ring. Not only does LeBron get his fourth ring, Derrick Rose gets his first. 
So that's my vested interest. And if you don't know, I'm a very big Derrick Rose fan, diehard Bulls fan. So I want to see D Rose get a ring by hook or by crook. But in order for the Cavs to beat Golden State, LeBron has to do his thing. But we need the Kevin Love from Minnesota. I don't this three point and Kev, three point shooting Kevin Love. Yeah, that's cool and all, but I need you to give me 20, 25 rebounds along with 25 points. Give me that 25 and 25, Kevin Love. Hey, Kevin. But that yes, sir. Kevin, Love, Kevin Love was the man back then. He was the focal point. It, it kind of ran through him, but he obviously still Robin. <laughs> he, he, he still got, he got a lot of points off of rebounds, putbacks. But you got that's the only way they're going to win. You got to get 20, at least 20 and 20 from him. Tristan Thompson is supposed to be a 15 and 10 man, not two and five, and sitting there, John, with uh, Draymond Green and stuff. Man, forget Draymond. Draymond getting in your head and he's winning. Like Tristan Thompson, you know, what did you do? Did you leave your your, your, your manhood with your girl? She bling blinging with him or something? He, like, he's a bum. I don't even know why you're sitting here making excuses for him. No, bum. Yeah, but he's a bum that's supposed to be fifteen and ten bum. He's supposed to at least give me ten boards. Yeah, I might. I might go eight and ten. I get a fifteen out of him. He must be getting a lot of putback. But see, that's where it's supposed to come at. I'm sorry, but for the money that he's getting, I need over fifteen points a game and over ten rebounds a game. All right, when he's producing, like Mike Scott for the Wizards can do that. Gortat can fall into that. Gortat give you more than that. Well, he's not. In, in my opinion, Tristan Thompson's not in Gortat or Mike Scott's league. They're way above him because they hustle more. Yeah. I, I don't know. All the jaw jacking needs to stop. Let your play speak volumes for you. It's a, it's a saying that I tell my kids all the time. The loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. And Tristan Thompson does a lot of jaw jacking. You're the weakest one in the room, sir. Hush. You know, Kyle Culver, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say. You know what? What the other thing I think that's hurting LeBron is that that Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith is his guys. Those are you know his guys. I think that's what's hurting him. I, and I think they do come to him and and ask him about personnel moves and stuff. And he probably want, hey, I want to hold on to Jr. and Tristan. But at the same time, I think that's part of his downfall. I think that if anybody he should have went to bat for to keep, and I, I, he probably didn't want to stay, it was Kyrie Irving. You can build – if you got Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, you can, you can find another J.R. Smith. You can find another Tristan Thompson. You can find these guys anywhere. You can't find another Kyrie Irving. See, this is the problem with that, though. J.R. Smith, like he shoots more threes than enough, and he'll hit 25% of them. But, dude, I need you to go to the lane and get a three the old-fashioned way. Go to the lane, get fouled, go to the line, knock down your free throws. Just, oh, my goodness. And then one of the big things that's really irritating me about this series, and I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, Kendrick Perkins. Please shut the hell up. Garbage. I don't even know why they signed this guy. Just to sit on on like bench he, with a suit. Cause, cause oh my god. Because he's one of LeBron's guys. I, I'm telling you. Right. You know what? Same exact thought. You know what? Doc Walker described him the best. And he and the DC area on team nine eighty, Doc Walker calls him the fake the fake gangster. That's what he is. He's a fake gangster. You sitting there jaw jacking, you getting Golden State riled up. And everybody that's dressed is getting their head kicked in because you keep talking trash. Ain't contributing nothing. <laughs> no rebounds, no point. He ain't even knocking anybody down on a pick. Horrible. Horrible, horrible. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't. It's it's really sad to watch this because and I don't think the people recognize how great. LeBron getting his team to the finals is because just like you made a mention about D Rose, if the Cavaliers win and maybe getting a ring, 
this is a com- almost a completely different team from midseason. Yes, it is. It's a complete and, – and this is what I'm trying to explain to me. Don't – people, just don't – hear me out when I say that this kid is doing one of the greatest things in NBA history. He had D-Wade, Rose, Crowder. He had all these guys. And Crowder, I thought Crowder was the a perfect role play. He role plays. He, he, he does the little things. He hustles. I think that a D Wade right now coming off the bench would be perfect for this team because you know D Wade can give it to you in spurts right now, and that's what they need. They don't have anybody else that can go get a bucket. Everybody wants to stand around and watch LeBron, and that's why I'm saying it hurts to watch this series and watch this man that is that is almost damn near unstoppable on the court. And people are just standing around watching. Golden State know what's going on. Even Steve Kerr said this guy is on a, a different gear that we haven't even seen before. They know they can't stop him. So it just hurts to see that. But it's it's just amazing that that team to me is in the finals. And it's a completely different team from midseason. Let me ask you a question, B. Go ahead. Now, you know, whenever we talk about uh, the Warriors or any team with one with a dominant player, like a show two shows ago, I did a solo show and everybody I always get asked that, well, if you take the 96 Bulls and play this this uh, a Warriors team, who going to stop KD the same way you play LeBron? That's how you play KD. Let him do all the work. Shut everybody else down. He's not going to beat you by himself. That's how they're beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let LeBron work. Shut everybody else out. And you know what's your job is easy. And you know what's frustrating about that is he and like Jim said, he's setting up Jeff Green, Kyle Corver. He's going to the lane. He's drawing two or three people. Now my thing is, if you made it to the NBA and you a shooter, you don't need that much space to shoot. He's giving Jeff Green, Kyle Corver. Uh, J.R. Smith, good looks, and they're not hitting. And Kyle Corbett's a corner specialist. The corner is where Kyle Corbett lives. And he can't hit anything. I miss him in Chicago because of that, because he can shoot from the corner or from that elbow, and it was money. I don't know what's going on. The only thing that, uh, uh, Jim, I'll let you go because I know you want to jump in. The only thing I don't really like about what I'm seeing from LeBron and I know he's super frustrated, but he's the leader, and he can't show that. Because it's been a couple of times they pan to his face, and whether it's, whether he's looking at Ty Lue or the team, he just looks like, like, I can't wait to get out of there. I can't. This is garbage. I'm playing with garbage. You know, that's the, the look he gets. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like that because – you might have seen Jordan joining people, Kobe joining people, but I don't remember a time where, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure they did it, but not as much as LeBron does. And I don't know if it's because the media attention now is a hundred times more than what it was, even, even when Kobe left. And that wasn't too long ago. You got cameras and microphones everywhere. We talked about this a couple of podcasts ago when Steve Kerr was given the Durant, the Jordan talk, I didn't like that that hit the air. That's a personal talk. That should have never, I don't like that that hit the air. That's between player and coach, that's something he was using to, to get his player riled up and give him a little bit of motivation. Like some things, everything but doesn't need I, to be heard. I told you the reason why, I, that did need to be heard because that's coaching. That's That's showing how great of a coach Steve Curry is. And I've been a Steve Kerr fan since he was back in Cleveland as a player. And for him to have played under Lenny Wilkins, Phil Jackson, Nate McMillan, and Greg Popovich, that says a lot because he learned an awful lot. And for him to bring up a story that related to what KD was doing. I felt that, you know, that right there, it shows the type of mindset that he has as a coach. Now, on the other hand, looking at Tyron Lue, 
Most people think LeBron just runs over Tyron Lee, but I don't think the reason why Cleveland is playing this way is because of coaching. I don't think he has the personnel to win. He's not in the best per- the best position to win. I'm sorry. This team is just built wrong. And if Le- LeBron, that look that LeBron has on his face, and he can look left, he can look right, and he can say these guys are garbage. I'm going to L.A. next year. I don't care. I don't blame him because management – Management will not build around him, but the GM came out if it was an early today or late yesterday and said that, well, LeBron's best bet is to go to Philly. I wouldn't tell the, one of the best players, I'm sorry, the best player in the league that, you know, once this is all up, he can go to Philly. That's his best shot. No, your best shot is right here. I'm going to wipe the slate clean, and we're going to get players that compliment you. We're going to get you a Robin. We'll move on to our final topic, staying with the NBA, and I'll let Jim Jim uh, start off with this. Um, how bad do you think the officiating is in the finals, and do you think that the NBA will ever do anything? They, they, they dropped something uh, earlier today saying that they're testing a challenge flag in the, in, the, in the G League. But what do you think about the officiating, and what, what has to be done – to to because sometimes it's just blatantly obvious they're missing a call or they're making a call to help team a team get back in the game. What you think about the officiating, Jim? Yeah, it, it's pretty rough to watch, man. I mean, I'm watching guys take seven steps to the basket. <laughs> I'm watching guys just shoot the ball, wait for it to go in, and then blow the whistle if they miss. It, it's pretty bad. I. I I heard about the the coaching challenge thing. I don't know if it's going to help. I, I mean, they go to the replay sometimes. You can see it obviously bounced off somebody. They'll still call it the other way. I don't know if it's just a lack of communication or they just need, like, one more official on the court to, like – because I don't understand how you miss a guy taking three steps to the basket. You know, it's – it's it's pretty bad, man. And somebody and these are your best officials. And granted, they all human. We all make mistakes, and hey, we ain't gonna catch all of it. But I mean, how many challenges you gonna give a coach? This might be like the NFL. You blow your first, you know, couple of challenges in like the first five minutes. So maybe they need more refs. I, I don't know. Um, I think they most definitely need to tighten up on these traveling calls. These, uh, I'm going to shoot a three-pointer and kick my leg out and, and kick the defender to get the, the draw the foul. Uh, a lot of things need to just be fixed, man. I don't know if additional ref is going to help. Hey, what you going to do, find these guys? That's not going to help. I really don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's pretty rough, though. And, you know, the they that is a very inconsistent call. And sometimes if it's blatantly obvious that, kicking out the leg to catch the defensive player when you shoot and they'll call that. But I think one of probably the worst calls NBA finals histories and NBA history is that charge that Kevin Durant was called for against LeBron James and that was reversed. I think that was one of the worst calls. I've seen players get to that that point and do way more moving than LeBron did and get the charge. I mean, they went and reviewed this, and it took a minute for them to review it. And they still reversed the call. I thought that was a very bad call. Um, is that superstar power now? <laughs> man, you know what? I don't know what that is, man, because you would have thought LeBron would have got that call, but, I, you know, with them Warriors being at home, you know, but I, I just think it was a, a horrible call. Uh, KG, what you think about the official, man? Officiating. Um, I'd be lying to you if I said I was okay with it, but I'm upset behind it. And, you know, everybody gets on LeBron about flopping. I've seen this man get poked in the eye, smacked in the face, and they call nothing. Uh, last night on a fast break, he had no room to land, got tripped up by Stephen Clay, Clay Thompson. Nothing. No call, no nothing. He got and he had every right. He got scratched in the eye by Draymond the first game, and he got the scar to prove it. Every night. Every time he gets up, he's looking for the call, because that right there, that's a normal call. Now, the only way that's going to help 
like I, I miss the days of Steve Javi and uh what's my my, my my other man name? The one that raised Charles Barkley at All Star Weekend, the uh older white guy with the bald head uh, that, that who, retired a couple years ago. I know who you're talking about. I can't I can't bring his name up though. I, I miss him because he didn't care who you were. I seen him call fouls on Jordan when it was a true foul. I seen him call fouls on Pippen. Like, he didn't care who you were. If you fouled, I'm going to call a foul. It, it, um, it was two ladies. They were really, really good, and I haven't seen them in a while. It was a black lady and a white lady, and they were really, really good. They didn't care who you were. And one thing you wasn't going to do was get loud with them. They, they, they held everything in control. But they never influenced the game. Those games, they ran smoothly. They let them play. But if it was blatant, you getting called for it. And it was no argument. Oh, you want to argue? Bang. Blow the whistle. T. You want another one? T. You out of here. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it was no nonsense. These guys, they, oh, that's KD. Oh, that's LeBron. I'm not going to call a foul on him. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll get you another one. I missed that one. Nah. Forget that. And then the whole thing. Now, when Jimmy said that, the first thing I, about the shooting and uh, sticking your leg out. Dick Bavetta. The first thing, Dick Bavetta, that's his name. The shooting and sticking your leg out, the first person I thought about was Reggie Miller. I watched three quarters of Reggie Miller's career. I watched Reggie Miller push off of screens. I watched, you know, Reggie Miller kick his leg out and trip you up. And that's why they made the rule that if the shooter doesn't have enough room to come down, it's automatically a foul. But if I'm three feet away from you and you Fading away for a three, and you kick your leg out, and you kick me in the leg. That should be an offensive foul. You kick me, and, and that's why I said that's they call it sometimes. I seen them call it in the uh, West Finals, I believe. Uh, I can't remember who did it, but they did call it. But it's very inconsistent. It's very iffy, and uh, usually nine times out of ten, it becomes a defensive foul. But it's some stuff they got to work on. This whole now. We talked about this earlier. The volume of threes that are being shot right now in this league is way higher than 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. It's way higher. Anytime Steph Curry last night was 9 for 17 shooting and the Bulls, Chicago Bulls of 1991, were 5 of 21 their entire playoff Series. Let that sink in. Last night, Steph Curry hit nine of 17 three pointers. The 1991 Chicago Bulls, as a team in their series, what was that? The Lakers? Yeah. Five of 21 the whole series. Let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen. Different game. But the. The, the one thing about it is the one thing about it is I, I had a, a, a fan of the show, Mr. Kevin M. He said, didn't they bring the three-point line in to encourage three-point shooting? I said, yeah. They brought it in the, what was it, 22-9? They brought it in a foot? And what was that, 94-95? But then you had guys like Alonzo Mourning shooting threes. For game winners. And then you turn around and you push it back out to 23-9. And, but it's no longer the day of three-point specialists. Everybody's a three-point shooter from one to five. And if I know that, yeah, I'm supposed to play in the post, but I can take a three-pointer. And if I get you with a head fake and jump into you and throw the ball up, whether I make it or not, I got three shots. It's an automatic foul. But really and truly, if I would have went straight up into my normal shooting motion, we wouldn't have never had contact. That shouldn't be a foul. The rules just need to be reviewed all the way, all the way around the board. And it needs this is a this is a time where Adam Silver has to go to the officials and say, look, you are ruining the integrity of the game with these phantom calls and the way you're calling these games down the stretch. I think that's a commissioner thing where he has to step in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're going to end it tonight. Capitals are going into the fourth period for nothing. One more period left.
Um, we're going to end it there. Uh, also, third, third, third. Also, go. Ahead, what'd you say? They're going into the third period, bro. I'm sorry, third period. They're going in third period. Also, don't scare me like that. Also, uh, I think we 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 have our six. I think we'll add four fans, four listeners from the show. If you want to join in on a all-time NBA uh, simulation, um, NBA 2K simulation with a uh, draft, maybe we'll pick some names out the hat for four to join us. That'll be 10 people, 10 teams, um, and we'll do a draft. I'll, I'll make a draft so it can be streamlined. So something to think about if you're interested. Uh, you can talk to any one of us, email us, oobshowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, what, what are we on K- uh, Twitter, K- KG? OOB Show Podcast 4 on Twitter. I'm sorry, OOB Podcast 4 on Twitter. OOB Show Podcast 4 on Instagram and Out of Bounds Podcast on Facebook. And Facebook is definitely Facebook, Twitter. Um, me and KG pretty active on there. You, you send us a message. You want to join in and uh, winner gets a trophy. Like I said, I'm going to post a, my trophy uh, on all the pages so everybody can see it. Um, but that'll be it for tonight for us. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. I like how you keep saying my trophy. Yeah, I mean, I mean my trophy, my trophy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably put a, a, a case around and put it in the stands since it's, since it's the first ever trophy from that from you know the NBA 2K sim I think you know I mean one loss is nothing to shake your stick on bro I smell a high school prank coming <laughs> still BJ's championship trophy thousand points baby oh man hey man um Kevin gave you the information if you want to reach out to us please definitely do that we definitely look forward to trying to get um uh, anywhere from two to four listeners to join us on the uh NBA Sim Draft uh, for myself, BJ, KG. Uh, Jim was here, but he left, so I'm for Big Jim too. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you, you enjoyed the show, and um, like I said, definitely reach out to us. We love to hear from you. And until next time, everybody be safe, and we will come to you hopefully talking about a Washington Capital Stanley tr- uh, Cup. All right, let's get Swifty, baby. Peace out.